You're listening to Let's Talk Purpose Live, because who you are is important to what you do and where you are going. And now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Good morning, everybody. So excited today, Brittany. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So first I'll introduce my co-host, Brittany Deddy. Then I'm going to introduce our guest, Pastor Gary Birkins. Woo! <laughs> We're going again. <laughs> we sucked the first time. We have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Taylor Perky, our producer behind what the up? scenes, who's always keeping us on our toes. Good morning, Taylor. Good morning. <laughs> All right. So before we get started today with our guest, Pastor Gary Birkins from the upper. And of course, Taylor Perky. Is it your phone? I don't know what's happening. Is it your phone? Somebody is. I don't think so. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's our guest. It's our guest. It's the guest. That's hilarious. I was like, what is happening? I was like panicking back here. I was like, where is the echo coming from? (laughs) No worries. No worries. I didn't get any (laughs) pre-prep. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. um, So... Liz, if you can ask uh, Ashley to share this from the Lisa Schwartz LLC to my private wall, because I can't do all that on my phone. And since she can has access to my entire life, she can do that. (laughs) Just in case you guys think that I actually make all my own posts. It usually is my content, but I don't do my own posting. All right. Laura Thorne is with us this morning. Cynthia Connor is with us this morning. Kathy Isley from Illinois is with us this morning. Stephanie Flynn is with us this morning. If you are with us, give us a wave. Give us a hello. Make sure you share this to your wall. We want everybody to hear what Pastor Gary Birkins has to say. going to be talking to us today about prophecy. The pressure. We're going to be having just conversation (laughs) about prophecy, which is like one of my favorite topics. We've done a couple of shows. We talked about uh, the relevance of prophecy within the church. Mm -hmm. Um, But now we're going to get it straight from... No, I, don't, I, don't, don't, don't go like that. Don't go, don't, don't, me don't do like me that. that. Don't, don't do me that <laughs> don't way. Set me up like that. Putting All a right. demand on the anointing. <laughs> putting a demand on the anointing. We're touching the cloak. Oh my gosh. I'm going, I'm going to go, there's a closet over there. I'm going to go sit in there. <laughs> so Brittany, I have to tell you, you know, usually I have my coffee. Mm-hmm. When I'm here, you'll notice I don't have any coffee today. Yeah. Because I have to have my blood drawn at three o'clock. They mm-hmm. scheduled it for three o'clock, and that's it. Oh, and by the way, it needs to be a fasting blood draw. At three o'clock? That is a long Jeez. time. No, you do those in the morning. I, that's what I said. You don't have anything in the morning. They said this is our soonest that we can get you in, <laughs> and you have to have it done within the next week. Excuse and so, me, sirs. We'll have to do another day. So <laughs> I was three like. So you don't make the appointment, I, you just walk in. So what, what, what I decided was the trauma wasn't the food. The trauma has been the coffee for me. <laughs> like, I can go till 3 o'clock without food. Right. But, uh, you know, I like my coffee with my heavy cream. Mm-hmm. That's like my mm-hmm. breakfast. It's like a 400-calorie cup of coffee. <laughs> and that's where I get my energy for the entire morning. So if I start hitting the mic because I'm falling asleep, it's not because you're boring. It's, it's because hey, I haven't had my coffee. I did not fast today. I stopped by and got my regular mini cinnamon rolls. And so I'm three deep in the cinnamon rolls right now. So you are not having Pepper. your blood sugar checked today. No, no. <laughs> no. All right. So, Brittany. Yes, ma'am. Tell us about our sponsors today. Okay. We have Innovative Construction Services. They're a Texas-owned family business providing roofing and various construction needs in the DFW area and beyond. ICS provides service with quality and integrity to each and every customer, knowing it's about so much more than business. Owners Levi and Olivia have been watching God grow this company over the years and are excited knowing the best is yet to come. So give them a call as they'd love the opportunity to serve you with any roofing and construction needs. We've got their logo up there for those on podcast, phone number 817-672-5272. And in www.innovativesvc.com. Next, Express Employment Professionals, staffing company that does their best to bring hope to our communities. They strive hard to find people job opportunities and will work with any company given the chance. So let's see. We got a phone number of 817-487-4900. Give them a call. Awesome. So love Sonia Southard, always a great supporter mm-hmm. of us. And Olivia Hall, who actually just heard our, um, I think she was listening with Dana Foster at Dana Foster's house and was like, man, I'd love to sponsor your show. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what a godsend that has been as well. So we are excited to have you guys here this morning. I'm excited to uh, share with you about our guest, Pastor Gary Birkins. 
Uh, thank you for being here today. Sure. We recently were able to do a YouTube series together on mountaintop experiences. Right. So uh, it's been fun to watch um, the comment, read the comments, watch that grow, watch the views grow. I, I've heard, got a lot of feedback in regard to that. I don't know if anybody has said anything to you, but I've had a lot of really positive. Um, of course, we told everybody don't not to leave anything negative. So right, everything, right. We, <laughs> you know, we, we set it up right. We spoke that into existence. We broke every foul word <laughs> off that show right from the very beginning. <laughs> But today we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about prophecy, and I can't think of anything else that, um, well, I can think of a lot of other things, but I can't not have a conversation with you about prophecy because that was my first experience with you. And I know a lot of people know my story. Um, you know, Crazy 8 Ministries has been around since 2011, so this is our 10-year anniversary. But before Crazy 8 Ministries, when the Lord was really starting to introduce me to the wave of the Holy Spirit, the manifestational gifts... Um, I crossed paths with you right? and, uh, uh, wasn't sure I was, I was not what, sure what to think of you, you know? <laughs> and so he would, you know, kind of call me out in the crowd and, and pull me up and start to prophesy. And I was like, how does this guy know so much about me? But then you sp- spoke, not just of things that were relevant in the moment, but then you spoke things in about things that were yet to come. And you were the, really the first person to really say at the, at the time it was a conference ministry. And I don't know if you remember the message that I was preaching at different conferences was the sought after message. Yes, I do. And I remember you saying, you think that this message is your ministry, but God says this message is just the doorway to your ministry. Mm. And uh, I didn't have any idea what that meant. I was like, this doesn't make any sense, which, you know, a lot of times we, we pitch prophecy out the window because it doesn't make sense, but obviously it's God speaking into what we don't necessarily know, but what is yet to come. Um, and boy, was that word spot on. Um, and, and, and I remember you saying it's bigger than you think it's going to be. I remember you telling me to step, take a step forward and stepping away from, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And like, you know, really kind of saying like, are, will you, will you go alone? And honestly, I think everybody that was with me at that time are not, are not with me. Me, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm trying to think of if, uh, Kyler is probably the only one. Okay. Wow. wow. Um, so, you know, I know, obviously, I've traveled a lot. I've, I've run into a lot of quote-unquote prophets. And when I say quote-unquote prophets, I, I say that because, really, we're just people functioning right. under the unction right. of the Spirit and and flowing in the prophetic anointing in a moment. Um, and so, but there are people who hold the, hold the office of prophet, and they travel, and that's what they do, is they mm-hmm. encourage people with prophetic words. And, um, but to this date, I, I would rank you if I could like, as far as accuracy, (laughs) but I also think, and and we're going to have conversations. I also think sometimes God gives certain people, um, a kindredness or a kindred spirit, if you will, for particular people. Um, like I feel like there are people, there are, there are ministers in my life that I know of, and I feel like God gives me kind of Intel on their ministry and I may know nothing about somebody else, but it's almost like he's given me a, a kindred spirit with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I feel that that might be the case with you and I, like, you know, for whatever it is, it's like uh, every time, every time, and as much as you even know me now, you still can move past what you know and speak into things that are yet to come. And it's, it's amazing. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. you know, so, the, the thing is with, um, like you said, you know, we're just people mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I don't feel like I do anything, anything special. I don't feel like I'm special other than God loves me. Amen. And That's it's so just good. to be obedient. That's so and there's good. times, you know, that, that God gives me a word for somebody. And honestly, I've just learned to just go with it. But, you know, in the early stages in my life, it was, it was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, not like you're scared of, you know, Freddy Krueger or something, but just like, you just don't want to, you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to say something. So that, interesting, yeah. You don't want to say something and make God look, you know, goofy. Yeah. You know, because that's, and I think sometimes that's where prophecy gets kind of crazy because people will just say, I mean, every, God's saying everything, obviously, because they're just like, you know, always God said this and God said that. And then you look at their life and, well, if God said this and then God said that and then God said that, then God's schizophrenic because your life doesn't look like anything. You know, other than God's changing His mind all the mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. and and that's a difficult. And so I just don't want to be that person. Yeah, who does want to be that person? Now I know, um, Brittany, you've had mm-hmm. an opportunity to be ministered to by Pastor Gary and to prophesy over you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know you nearly right to the degree that he knows me. Share some of your experiences, not necessarily about 
you, Pastor Gary, like you said, yeah. but yeah, just about wanna... the, the prophetic experience. Um, well, I was going to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> that time at the staff retreat um, in January of 2020. So he was, um, what I appreciate about you is because, okay, so first of all, you were ministering. I was basically one of the last people to get ministered to. So you ministered to everyone else. Everyone else is getting like these encouraging, you're going to go do this, 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 this uplifting prophecies. <clears throat> I remember being quite salty because mine was not like that. Um, mine basically turned into a deliverance. Um, <laughs> but I remember you walking up to me and you were like, what are you afraid of? And you, you were like, wait a minute, what are you not afraid of? And then went into this whole thing and I was like, oh, I was like frustrated in the moment. And like afterwards, like, it!" like everyone else gets these, you know, here's where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? You know, but I appreciate, I come to appreciate <laughs> That you could speak the hard things as well as the encouraging things that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that wasn't, even though I kind of, I wasn't frustrated with you, I was frustrated with the Lord, basically, you know, it was my own thing, but I, I've come to appreciate that you were able to speak encouraging to everyone else, but I needed to hear something different. You know, Mm -hmm. I needed to hear, Hey, let's, yeah, yeah, let's change some things. Yeah. Well, you know, I think sometimes People love going to prophecy conferences because they want to hear a word, and they're never—they're always expecting to hear something. You know, I'm just so great and I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. God loves me, and and while that is all true, there's also sometimes we miss because we won't—we won't allow our hearts to be open. And that word—I don't really remember specifically that moment, mm-hmm. but it, it speaks a lot to where you were spiritually. That mm-hmm. God's like, I can tell her this. And she's, you know, it's going to, it may sting a little, but it can change her life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes I don't think people can receive that kind of word yeah. because they're not in a place, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're just wanting to be told that everything they're doing is okay. Mm-hmm. God's going to make them more comfortable than they already are. And that's not always the, it's not always the word we need to hear. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's the word, you know, because what changes us is when we kind of get slapped in the face a little bit. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't give many of those words that are that way. But, you know, if you've heard me speak about prophecy, almost almost without fail, if God says, this is what's coming, he also gives you some instructions yeah. of how to get there or some uh, some correction of how to get there. And, you know, because every, 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 every story where Jesus healed someone, there was something they had to do. There was something that was required of them mm-hmm. before they could, you know, like to, you know, stretch out your hand, you know, go wash the mud out of your eye that I put in there, for, you know. I Along mean, with dip the it. spit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so mm-hmm. there's all these requirements. And I think sometimes we don't, we're not in a spiritual place to receive mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We just want to hear. You know, oh, you're doing great. And the reality yeah. is we wouldn't be at a prophecy conference if we knew what was going on. We wouldn't be there if we were <laughs> honestly right, doing great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't be seeking God. And so sometimes that's that's the big thing with God. He He wants us to lean in, to mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. And we have to be in a place spiritually where we can hear what He wants to tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, um, I, you know, I've been around other prophets who have prophesied over me. And, you know, if they gave me that word, I might not re- have received it at all or received it well. But I think because of the spirit that's upon you, I don't know. I mean, I know you don't remember me from over the years because we haven't had that many interactions. But I specifically remember like the first time I met you, different interactions and stuff. And I can say there's always a very comforting spirit about you and that wow. you're able that I'm able to receive. Yeah. You know, it's always even my kids, the first time you ministered to my kids, they were like, I really like that guy. Then I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. There's an anointing. Yeah. I think that's evidence of where scripture talks about like you can operate in all of these gifts, but if you have not love. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And right. so I, I agree with you, right? And I think that's one of the things that, you know, when I was first coming into the wave of the Holy Spirit, there was a lot of fear there and a lot of angst because I was very confident in what I believed. And now that theology doctrine, that confidence was being shaken up and I was being introduced to a whole nother side um, that felt right in my spirit. But my mind was at war with that because right. of all that I had been taught and all I had been trained. Um, But I think more than, um, and I I say this about you, and I also say it about Pastor Gloria a lot, I think more than the words that you two spoke, it was the way you lived your lives. Like, I was super, and I've spoken to this on the show before, um, and I was like, man, there was just this uncanny love and compassion for people. 
even behind the scenes, like where there was room to, you know, be ugly or where you'd be safe to not be, um, quote unquote, genuine. Yeah. Even in those spaces and those places, there was still this, you know, as I would come to you for counsel or advice, even in hard things, your response was always very direct, but always wrapped up in love. Like you never take advantage of opportunities to bash somebody, see the negative side of something, whatever. And that was, and I'm sad to say that in the religion and in the doctrine that I was brought up in, even though we had a knowledge of scripture, there was a lot of cattiness and backbiting and gossip and slander and all that stuff. And I did not, and still to this day have not ever experienced that from you. And for me, that spoke more than the way you flowed in prophecy. 100%. Wow. And well, it was the same you. thing with Pastor Gloria. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's exactly what you're saying. Like, I was able to receive that. And a lot of times people will say, teach me to do what you do. Teach me how to flow in the anointing. And I'm like, the, the anointing flows out of the character of Christ. Wow. yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you learn to do what you do in your own quiet times in the closet. Right, right. You know, so I'd love for yeah. you to kind of, because I, I, I'd love to kind of hear you, I know we do like prophetic trainings and those kinds of things. Can we really teach an anointing? And, and I'm putting you on the spot because I feel like a lot of people ask me this, and I wrestle with this, and, and I will preface your answer with, we don't really know. I'm just asking for yeah, your opinion, yeah. right? Like, we're not the end-all, be-all, but I'm curious to know your opinion. And Can you teach the anointing of prophecy? Yeah, um, I mean, you can teach you can teach the process and how it comes out, and you can explain that, but... You know, it, the, the prophetic is from the, the, the God of prophecy, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't have that relationship with him where it's flowing from, mm-hmm. you could do, you know, I can hand you a microphone and tell you to just say whatever pops in your head and it could be an epic failure. <laughs> because what's popping in your head is not coming from the heart. That's it, good. Or, or it's come, I'm sorry, it is coming from the heart because the Bible says from, that, from the abundance of the heart our mouth speaks. But if if the heart is not tuned into God, That's good. then you're just saying stuff. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just whatever you're, you're on the soulish realm. Yeah. And you could feel it in the deepest part of your of your being. But if the deepest part of you is not rooted in, mm-hmm. in Him, mm-hmm. if it's not in, into the King of kings and the Lord of lords, then what you're prophesying could just be crazy talk, mm-hmm. you know, or what you're saying. Let me put yeah. it that way, because it wouldn't be called prophecy. But it's, I don't think it's, I mean, definitely, you know, there's the school of prophets in the Old Testament. You know, yeah, Elijah, Elisha, they mm-hmm. came, you know, Elisha came from the school of prophets. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. obviously it can be taught, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it it's... <laughs> What's the saying? It's more cotton taught. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm doing that discipleship journey where we're talking mm-hmm. about basically we teach by demonstration and allowing people to open up our lives and allowing people to just see the way of living. And so right. I, when you think about the school of prophets, is that's what Elisha, Elijah did with Elisha. He was basically like, leave everything and just come be with me. Right. That's how Jesus discipled his disciples. And so it was more than just a teaching. It was you get to come alongside me, be in the same way with me. Be in the flow with me. Yes. Get into the countenance of the spirit. Um, I yeah. love that you talked about the soul realm because we we also talked about that last week, and we did this little activity where people were supposed to write a core lie, like something that they struggle with, and put it on their back. And then I had everybody get up, and I said, "Now here's what you're not going to do. You're not going to try and make them feel good. You're not going to encourage them. You're not going to be like that's not true. You're only going to give a scripture." that mm. attacks that lie. Okay, good. And teaching them how when we minister to people, if we only minister out of our words, our heart, our our empathy, mm-hmm. our sympathy, then we're just ministering to the soul. And right. we're not really bypassing the soul and getting into the spirit. And I think the same is true when we're prophesying is really being able to say, um, you're all kinds of... <laughs> Sorry, just all kinds of trouble here. <laughs> um, so it's just being really able to say, like, prophecy goes beyond the mind. It goes beyond the right. soul realm. And it really... I mean, the Bible says that deep calls into the right, deep. Right, right. Well, and the word's the key to that. Because the Bible, yes. the Bible says of itself... You know, it divides, it cuts to yes. soul and spirit. You know, mm-hmm. it separates that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one word from God can change somebody's life forever because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't just tickle the, the emotions. I love that. It goes straight to the yeah. heart of the matter. And all of yeah. a sudden, with just one word from God, it's like just that you get this clarity. And that's yeah. what I love about prophecy is you get when, when, I, when I receive a word, it's like 
you, you don't even realize how many emotions and how many things are going on in your head. Mm-hmm. And then you get that one word and it's like, oh, now I got it. No, I, I yeah. you just know, you know, yeah. there's just a knowing in your yeah, door. It's just, and it goes, like I said, it just cuts to the deep heart of the matter where you're thinking all oh, this is, I need to do this and I got all this. And, and so many times, you know, God will just speak a word and it seems to be sometimes not even what you're wanting to hear, Yeah, but it, it, then you look back and you're like, man, that was the turning point. Yeah. That was the thing that it's changed so everything. It's so good. Yeah, you know, for me, uh, I grew up in a Pentecostal church environment, and um, the pastor's wife was very prophetic. She was a worship leader, and she would sing, you know, from, you know, you know from being on a stage, when you're on stage and you're looking out in front of the people, or looking at people's faces, you yeah. have a different perspective. Absolutely. And so you can see when God's Spirit is moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, And I played the drums at that time. And so I would watch her, you know, she'd be singing and, um, and, you know, she'd just call out somebody and just have them stand mm, so up in the good. middle of worship and just, like, sometimes it was just a real quiet thing or she'd say, hey, so-and-so, go pray for so-and-so, just this real interactive service. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up in that environment for a number of years and would just watch her and not even knowing, I mean, I was completely content playing the drums, not even thinking about ever doing that. It was just amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then... This one Sunday, I think it was a Sunday night back, you know, back then you had Sunday night service that was like three oh, times yeah, the service of Sunday yes. morning service. And so I remember I was playing drums and um, and I just felt this pounding in my chest. I need to go pray for this lady. And I'm like, I can't. I'm playing the drums. If I stop playing the drums, you know, this is a Pentecost, yeah. man. You can quit the this drums. This entire worship hinges on <laughs> my right. gifting right now. <laughs> if, I quit, if I quit dropping the beat, man, we're all going down, you know. And... Uh, but man, it just wouldn't stop, mm-hmm. and I'd never heard her uh, teach on prophecy. Never heard any, never seen an example. Never thought about it being in my life, and uh, but if I, it just wouldn't stop. And so I just got off the drums and just you know kind of was a lull in the song. So I just quit, and I just went and started praying for this mm-hmm. lady. I didn't even know what I was going to say. Didn't know. I just thought I was going to go pray for because I just felt this drawing to her, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I still remember that, you know, to this day, just praying peace over her. Mm-hmm. And just, it seemed like there was just this physical manifestation. I didn't know, I didn't know she was stressed. Cause I never seen this the way she always looked. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but when I just started speaking peace over so her, good. it's like she just, her, she didn't fall on the floor, but her, her countenance changed. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, what in the world just happened? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, and then there was another prophet that would actually, we called him a prophet. He would come to our church. Mm-hmm. His name was Morton Bustard. And Morton would just, uh, he was kind of a weird dude, you know, and and that's okay. But he just, he just was, if you met him just one-on-one, he was very standoffish. Mm-hmm. He didn't really talk a lot. But man, you hand that man a microphone and he would call out, I mean, people's names. Yeah. Uh, you never, never been there before have somebody stand up by that name and then call out medical conditions, the, the medical so term that mm-hmm. they had, and they would just start bawling because no, they hadn't told somebody that or mm-hmm. just call out their children's names. I mean, mm-hmm. just such an incredible wow. gift. And I grew up, you know, seeing him, you know, three or four times. Mm-hmm. Once again, it wasn't ever something I was like, oh, I want to do that. That's so cool to freak people out or something. You know, <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. But... uh you know, then later in life, it just began to just see it happen in my life. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your question, I don't think it's really taught. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think anybody in the, you know, the, the New Testament, they talk about that, that you would all prophesy. prophesy. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, so I don't think it's necessarily, you can teach the fundamentals. Yeah. But the, I think the biggest thing is you got to have your heart right. That's right. If you got your heart tuned into him, yeah. then anybody can prophesy. Yeah. Even I mean, even the Old Testament, you don't have to have your heart tuned into God. Yeah, you can be God's enemy, but you get too close mm-hmm. to the anointing, and you'll start prophesying. Yeah, it's so good. I know I've gotten to where when people are asking you like, "Hey, want you to teach me this, that, and the other thing?" One of the first couple questions I come back with is, "How much do you read your word?" There, there you go. Because I, I mean, really, it's going to come. It's going to flow out of. I'm saturated in the word. I'm understanding the character of God. Because really, prophecy is seeing that person through the eyes and the heart of God. Right. And you, and there have been times I know for me, and I probably for you as well, where we begin to even feel the emotion of God for that mm, person. Mm-hmm. Person, definitely. Um, it's I don't. Uh, these guys can tell you, like I don't cry often at all. I hardly ever cry. But there are times when I'm praying over somebody and I get caught up oh, in yeah. the emo- God's love and p- compassion for them or grief 
that grief for them. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about that, like just really catching the emotion uh, and the passion that God has for his people when you're praying yeah, over them. That, that's something that surprises me still to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can be, you know, in a, in a group church setting, people have responded to an altar call and be praying for people, sometimes just kind of going down the line. And then there's times that I just feel like I just need to jump down like three or four people yeah. and not feeling any emotion for that person. Mm-hmm. Just There just seems to be a highlighter on that person mm-hmm. and go down there. And I usually touch somebody's hand. I don't know why, just I do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I touch their hand and it's like immediately yes. I just get overwhelmed by, mm-hmm. by what they're feeling. And so sometimes it's not so much a... Um, this brain thing of, oh, I know this and I know that. It's not an intellectual thing. It just hits me deep in my mm-hmm. soul and in my in my spiritual knower. Mm-hmm. And then just all of a sudden, it's like, man, the grief that they're going through mm-hmm. or the, the emotional, you know, and then, for, you know, it just, it begins to just open a door. Yeah. And then, and then sometimes all I will do is just say, man, I just, I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, just them hearing that. Mm-hmm. It opens up something. And then there's, it's like there's communication between them and God, and I'm just the guy in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm just kind of the, the telephone line. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and it's just it's incredible. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so many times uh, you, you just feel the, the emotion that they're going through, the pain, the fear, um, the, you know, the concern. It's usually, it's usually a negative feeling, mm-hmm. but then God speaks to that because he sees our pain. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, the Bible talks about his, his arm isn't short, his ear isn't grown deaf. You know, he knows mm, us good. and he feels so us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's not a feel, you know, I don't want people to say, well, you know, it's all about feelings. It's not, but we do have feelings mm-hmm. and God knows that. And God has feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so he, 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 it, he, it's his joy to give us good gifts. That's good. And so he, he's, he's concerned when we're concerned. When we're in pain, he's in pain. And to be the guy or the girl, in your case, where you're standing there and to, to feel that difference when, when you mm-hmm. feel that overwhelming pain mm-hmm. that they're in, and then as you speak a word to that, then all of a sudden the joy of the Lord comes over you. And then mm-hmm. you look at their face, and they're just, you know, it's changed. Their whole countenance. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've said this, and I've never done it, but how many times I've always wanted to have a backwards altar call where everybody that comes forward is facing the audience. Mm. And then I would be to I would have my back to the yeah. audience. Oh, absolutely! That's you know? a fast. Fa- yeah. Yes, I totally see. It. I'm like, yeah, I wish you could see there. And sometimes yeah. when I'm teaching and training at house meetings, and I'm prophesying over somebody or ministering to them while I'm teaching and training, I will peek around them and say, I just want you to know we've got tears now. So that lets me know as the minister that God is beginning to deliver them from something. Right. So I'm kind of letting them know what. How, what am I feeding off? Like I'm seeing, okay, there's a bullseye here. I'm feeling out the spirit at the same, like I don't have all the answers when I start ministering to somebody. I'm just watching God work and I'm watching the cues of the spirit, if for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very often I'll have my eyes closed and I'm just, you know, giving them a word or something. And then I'll look up and it's like I'm looking at a different person. Yeah. You know, because their whole countenance has has changed. changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for that, people would like bring popcorn and want to watch the show. I would do that. Yeah. Because just there there is such a sign and a wonder and just seeing someone's face just, Mm -hmm. you know, because you don't realize how hard we, we don't realize how hard our faces look and how stressed we look and how we carry yeah. it until it begins to melt away and then you just you're just like wow you, i bet you feel better <laughs> you yeah know? Because, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely i mean just the whole you know there's so many things in scripture of posture of you know stand kneel you know all these different postures and we we, we walk around in a posture even That's though we, we are physically That's standing good. we walk around you know heavy mm-hmm. you know laden grief barren you know just mm-hmm. all that we walk around in a mm-hmm. posture yeah. And to see the Holy Spirit just come in and move and change that mm-hmm. is because if it's if it's changing on the outside, you know God's changing on the inside. Amen to that. <laughs> you know, Amen it's like to the that. Result. Well, we have quite a few people watching online live. Uh, Sharon Watts is with us this morning. Amy Singer is with us this morning. Lisa Lynn, which is actually my name too. Lauren Thorne says, um, Amy says, good morning. Lauren Thorne says, same thing for me the first time I got a, re- a word from Lisa. I think she was referring back to 
uh, when we were talking about the first time we ever received a word from you. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie Flynn is watching us this morning. If you guys have questions about prophecy, if you'd put your questions in the comments. Carol Emmert is with us this morning. My mama, Teddy Barrett, is with us this morning. Good morning, mama. Sean Getsky is with us this morning. Um, so we have lots of people watching and joining us. If you have any questions, put those in the comments. I have lots of questions, but Brittany, do you have any? Because you know. I have a question. Okay, go for it. I always wonder this of people who really flow in the prophetic like, are you always on? Like, do you always, you know, I wonder like, you know, you minister from a place of compassion and it's like, okay, what if you're having a stressful moment or season in your life? I mean, does that affect the prophetic anointing? Yes, it does. And it could be good or bad. Mm -hmm. Um, the, when, when did you say that I prophesied over you? It was a 20, January of 20, 20 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in the middle of an emotional wreck. Mm -hmm. uh, my marriage had ended. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, and then Lisa's like, hey, come and do them. I'm like, yeah. I can't do that. I'm a failure. Mm. And, um, and so, but I, it was just obedient. Because I told God years ago, wherever you tell me to go, I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. And so I was obedient. And, um, and honestly, I think sometimes in the, in the darkest places of my life, if I, when, when we're in those dark places, we're, we're usually more in tune to God. That's mm -hmm. good. Because when, when everything's going great, sometimes we're just become complacent. Right. And so uh, when you're in those dark places, it does affect it, but it could be, it could be a very positive thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's times I'm at the store and I can be so focused on my schedule, on my, uh, my shopping list that I don't even see people. Right. And then God always, not always, but very often will convict me later. And, uh, and so, cause the gift is not, you know, the gift of prophecy, any gift that God gives us, it's not, this is without repentance. And yeah, so it doesn't matter good. where you could be in a bar and the gift of prophecy come over you because, you know, that's what God's put in you. And, um, kind of rambling. Um, there, there are times when we, we, let me say this. We should always be on everywhere we go. Jesus was always when he's on the way somewhere else. Yeah, that's good. It wasn't, really you know, good. I'm, I'm going to get up today. Today's prophecy day. It's Tuesday. I prophesy from <laughs> nine to three. You know, he everywhere he went, you know, he was prophesying. He was healing. He was that's delivering good. people. Um, and and so I think we should always be on. Uh, the the failure is we're human and we get busy. And so very often it's like, uh, you don't think about people because you got... You know, you're thinking about you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but I've had, you know, opportunities at restaurants, at, uh, you know, Walmart, different stores, praying for people, mm -hmm. uh, just because it's, it's not, there's not an on off switch, mm -hmm. Yeah. but it's not like every time I walk in a room, that's like the first thing is like, oh, there's five people I need to go pray for, you know, cause mm -hmm. I'm not usually fit, focusing on that. Mm -hmm. But when, when it's, um, and that's probably a failure, I probably should be more focused on that everywhere we go we should be having holy ghost setups you know and be be looking but it's not like i walk in it's like yeah oh i know what they're doing or it's not like that at all yeah i used to be afraid of that yeah oh he's coming when yeah. i came to crazy eight and found out she was prophetic Shirley's prophetic i'm like i can't do anything like yeah. if i walk in they're gonna know they're gonna know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I'll yeah. Be i do think the word talks about being being ready in season and out of season, season. and yeah. out of season and so I, I appreciate that it's like, you know, that's the goal, right? Is that we're always on, we're always walking in the spirit in tune, that if we're walking to our car and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, stop and just stand there, yes. we just stop and we just stand there. Exactly. It, no matter what comes out of mm -hmm. it, you know, I'm curious to know, we had this conversation, I think it was in our class on Monday uh, where we talked about, for me personally, I was like, you know, when God gives me a word for somebody the second question that I ask is, should I give it to them? Because a lot of times God's giving me a word for somebody because he's giving me intel on how to love and how to connnect with that That's person yeah. versus actually delivering the message. Um, I'd love to hear you speak into that as far as how do you know? I mean, if you get a word for somebody, does that mean go? Cause I've heard people say, well, if you get the word, that means you're supposed to give it. And I, I don't personally agree with that. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Yeah, on I that. don't, I don't agree with that either. Um, 
you know, God knows everything, but he doesn't share with us everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all knowing. Yeah, that's good. But that doesn't mean he's telling us everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times does the Bible say, you know, tell he's telling you something as if you knew, but he's telling you because you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> if, if you knew, he wouldn't have to tell you. Yes. And so very often, you know, a, a word from somebody or just a knowing about somebody, it may not be, cause I don't, I don't get, and this may be, maybe may not be the way everybody else works. I don't ever get like this whole packaged out word. No. Like I don't get this, Mm-mm. you know, two and a half hour cassette tape on, you know, so-and-so's life. Mm-hmm. It's just a little, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then if there's the freedom to share it or the opportunity to share it, you know, and it seems like it's the right time or the right mm-hmm. opportunity, then yeah, I would share it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes when you start sharing it, then it's like the the book opens up mm-hmm. and God has a lot more to say and he's waiting on our obedience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just God gives you a knowing about somebody so that you know how to pray for them, how to lift them up, how to spiritually intercede for them mm-hmm. because they're going through some, you know, some opportunities and, um, you know, maybe it's a big group setting and you see somebody, you don't have a microphone, you're just a person at church and, and you see somebody and they're across the room and you're like, man, if I get an opportunity, I'm going to talk to them and share with them what God showed me. And the opportunity doesn't present itself. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go chase them down and call them and stalk them. And, you know, I got this word I got to give you. No, yeah. just wait for the opportunity mm-hmm. because sometimes God's just setting you up to see if you'll even obey. Yeah, that's good. If you'll even go for it. I think in the prophetic training you mentioned about how when, when you're ministering, whether it's prophecy, word of knowledge, preaching on, a, on the pulpit, that you should be changing and being impressed by the Lord just as much as the person receiving oh, yeah. ministry. And I really appreciated you saying that because I, sometimes I feel selfish, you know, and there are times like when I'll, I'll preach or when people are like, oh my gosh, that was a great word. And I'm like, it was a great word, but I felt nothing. And I feel super bummed by that. So my prayer is always as, you know, especially before I preach or when I minister, I'm always like, Liz knows this. I'm like, I just want to have fun. Yeah. Like I want to experience God here. And that's one of the things I say to Mariah all the time when she leads worship. I'm like, just get out there and enjoy the presence of God. And like you said, there are times when, you know, we preach and God delivers a message or whatever, but you didn't feel changed. You didn't feel it. And I miss that when you, and it doesn't happen often, but mm-hmm. there are times that, you know, you're just not in it. That's one of the reasons why I don't like delivering messages multiple times. Cause I'm like, the anointing's oh, yeah. not fresh on it. Yeah. You know? And I know you have talked about kind of struggling with feeling that fresh anointing. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, I, yeah, I, I appreciate there's, there's I, I don't know. Sometimes if I'll just, I'll, I'll know I preached about something. And so I'm just looking for some details or some background on something. And so I'll pull up my computer and go back through. And, you know, because of computers in the age we live in, I'm sure you have thousands of files. Yeah. And, uh, and I've had pastor friends to me, you know, I'm saying, man, I'm you know, trying to get my message together. I'm not really sure where I'm going. Like man, what do you mean you don't know where you're going? You got you preached for years. You just pull out something. It's like, yeah, I can't do that. No, I could count on one hand how many times I've preached the same message twice. Yeah, now I'll say a lot of the same things. Sure, because there's a lot of the same principles. But even if I knew I was going to preach on David and I preached on David before, I'm going to go back and I'm going to study David's life. Give again me an hour. To, yeah, let me you know because there's going to be something in there I've never mm-hmm. seen before. That's good. Just just the other day I was speaking. And I was just talking about, and I think some of we might have shared this when we were talking about mountaintops. Mm-hmm. We were talking about uh, uh, Moses, I mean, Abraham, and as he's going up the mountain. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I was just talking about how he's going up and he's becoming physically higher in altitude, but spiritually he's becoming lower in his soul, his, you know, his, his because of the burden he's carrying. Yes. And God showed me that there's so many times that we'll be more bent and bowed by our circumstance than, than by being awed by him mm-hmm. and how important it is That's as good. believers that it's, it's, it's God himself that blows our mind, mm-hmm. not our problem. Yeah. I can't believe I lost my job. I'm so shocked. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. That's the way we should look at God. Mm-hmm. That we're just, when we get in God's presence and if we lose that hunger, then we've lost it. If we lose the hunger of God blow my mind again, or mm-hmm. we begin to think we know it all. Mm-hmm. Then I mean, just I mean, just even this morning, I woke up this morning, and uh, I didn't know if we have time to talk about this, and I'll just kind of throw the Go idea ahead. out there. Uh, I woke up this morning thinking about Elisha and the Shunammite woman, which is one of my most favorite stories. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, Elisha's the prophet; he's the dude; he is the main dude. And the Shunammite woman comes to him because her son has died. The son that he promised, the son that God gave 
comes and he she comes to him and he says these words. It's in First Kings, I think, chapter four, verse twenty-seven. And he says to her, or he says, uh, God has kept this from me. Mm-hmm. And he's the prophet. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. It's like, yeah. what do you mean God's kept this from you? He's he's she's coming to him for an answer. And at this moment, God has kept the answer. He doesn't even know why she's coming. You yeah. know, the kid, the kid that he prophesied that he said she was gonna have is laying in the upstairs room that she built for him, and he doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes God keeps stuff from us because he wants us to lean in. Are you going to lean in? Or are you going to listen? That's good. Are you going to be awed That's by really me? Good. Are you going to be blown away really by what I'm about to show mm-hmm. you? And if we lose that, that, that childlike, I can't believe how cool God is. If we lose that, mm-hmm. then we've lost it all. Yeah, it's good. Because that's that, you know, that thing of just, I want to be so bowed by his presence that a problem doesn't nearly hit me as hard as he, as his goodness and That's his good. graciousness and those things that are those hidden mysteries in the Bible. Yeah. I want those to blow yeah. my mind every day. It's really good. Um, Amy Singer has a question for us. I believe you answered the first one, which is how do you know when to deliver a word that you receive? Or if you see a vision of someone or something, how do you know whether or not it's something to deliver or not? I think we already answered that. Do you get visions? Uh, t- at times. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, I think we've talked about this a little not, bit. Like I, I get more. It's not like I don't see like a movie, but I see like a picture, like an image of something. Yeah. Um, very often, I get those when it's um, when it's in the in the proper setting to share mm-hmm. that with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I would say it's better to err on the side of sharing it than than keeping it, mm-hmm. because a lot of times people keep a word because they're just simply, they, they'll say, I don't know if it's the right time, mm-hmm. but what they're really saying, I don't think it's the right time for me because I'm scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably very true. Yeah, That's if prob- the person is standing there and mm-hmm. God gives you something, it's probably time to share it. You know, Walmart is not a good excuse, well, I'm in the store. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the environment's not what's matter. Is is their heart ready? And there's nothing wrong with saying to God, is this the right time? I mean, why is it we would think God would give us a word for somebody and then he wouldn't answer the simple question, should right. I tell him now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's just blown your mind of, you know, they're going through this and they're going through that and you need to share that or, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're like, oh, I don't know if I should. Mm-hmm. I think very often we just don't share a word because we're afraid mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And we got to own that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because it's not like, it's not like he gives you the whole detail. You know, he just, he's mm-hmm. waiting for you to open your mouth and you open your mouth and then he will fill it. And sometimes we don't, we're afraid to do And I get it. I've mm-hmm. had to prophesy things, not had to, but I've had the opportunity to prophesy things on people and just had just the strangest one or two words starting off and just think, that's just the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. But is it weird or is it just weird? Because I think it's weird because I don't know yeah. the details. You know, and that's the reality of it. So I don't want to not say it because. Yeah. It's interesting. You never know what God is doing on the other side, you know. Yeah. And I remember getting a word from a gal, it was a client of mine, actually, and, and she said, you know, the Lord woke me up this morning and told me to tell you that, basically say this phrase, these boots are made for walking. And and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you start bawling. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, that weekend before, Brad and I had gone and we had bought boots for because we had just, we, oh, you know, we wow. had never had... And so I was like, oh, you know, and, and, and for me at the time, and I'm not going to go to the whole story, it was very significant. Um, but how strange of a word is that these boots are made for walking but it was very relevant to me you know you just never know i was i've been reading through uh, the bible chronologically um and i was uh just when i was thinking about rebecca and how um she's going to the well just kind of mind doing her ordinary mundane thing and i feel like the lord spoke to me and i'm gonna get to a to a point here i feel like the lord spoke to me in that moment just when you think i'm doing nothing Right. You're just kind of going about your business and you think I'm doing nothing. But she didn't know that this entire um, chain of events was happening, that, you know, Isaac had gone to his servant or I can't remember. Jacob, which one was it? Jacob. Jacob had gone to a servant and said, find me a Mm -hmm. a wife. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or uh, Jacob, find me a wife. And so he goes in and all this stuff had been prepared in advance and all that stuff. Rebecca's just going to the well. She's just doing her thing. And so it's kind of like sometimes, you know, like you're just that person that's like I'm supposed to. But we don't know what God is doing in that person's life and all of that. Um, 
Yeah, because God is, you know, they're doing their life and, and, and God inserts you mm-hmm. at the right moment. Mm-hmm. You know, the lady at the well. Mm-hmm. She's doing what she has done. She's gotten water for five husbands. Yep. She's working on number six, and she's done that every day. Yep. You know, that's what she does. But at that day, mm-hmm. Jesus is inserted in her mm-hmm. day. Why mm-hmm. is it that day? It could be very well because that's the day she needed mm-hmm. to hear it. Not, not, not any other day, you know, because we don't know. We don't have the backstory of the argument she had that day. And mm-hmm. I'm just making up stuff. So mm-hmm. don't, don't say I didn't. Um, you know, I'm not trying to rewrite right, scripture, right, right, right. but we don't know the history. Right. We don't know why that day was special, but it was. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus was inserted into her life. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens with prophecy. We have that opportunity to be inserted in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And in our environment, in our culture today, you know, we have these, we have church services. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you know, they went to the temple, but the temple isn't where they ministered because in the temple, the priest, you know, he read from the scrolls and there wasn't like this altar time and, you know, worship service with the band mm-hmm. and all that that we call church. It was Church happened when you were just in your day. That's right. And so you interact with people in your day as they come, you know, mm-hmm. as they come in, in contact with you. Yeah, that's good. And so like I said before, I, I would I would definitely err on the side of, uh, yeah, I'm going to give know. the word. And you can always say, you know, I'm not sure. You can always say, I mean, you don't have, you don't have to act, if you act like you know it all, you've got problems. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with going up to somebody, you know, in a restaurant saying, I don't know if this means anything to you, but. You know, I just really felt like I should share this with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a Christian. I just feel like God wants you to know this. Mm-hmm. And then if it's just wackadoodle, they can go back to their macaroni salad and not miss a beat. <laughs> but if, you know, but it could be life changing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you can always, you don't have to say, thus says the Lord and, mm-hmm. you know, be all freaky and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just just be honest. Mm-hmm. And that that and that also speaks to the compassion you have for them, mm-hmm. because when you're in someone when when you get inserted into someone else's life, mm-hmm. they may not be at the right place, and the only way you'll know is if you try. Yeah. And so yeah. you walk up to them and you say, "Hey, you know, I know we're at you know tractor supply, and it seems completely out. Of, seems completely you're looking out at of chicken character. food, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like you know I should say this to you and tell you that you know God loves you and." You know, he's working on your behalf or whatever it is. Yeah. And just see what happens. If there's no response, go about your day. At least you were, you know, you were yeah. honest and, yeah. you had, you know, you had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, um, so do you feel like prophecy works for you in your own life? Like how much does God really guide you? So we talk about like, because I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question. Like I think of people when they're praying And they're saying, well, I've been praying to God. When God reveals to you a word or gives you guidance or direction, wouldn't you consider that a prophetic word that you receive directly from God? Or would you not? There's so many times I'm just like, God, what are you doing? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. There's Mm -hmm. so many times that it's back to Elisha. How come you didn't tell me that? How come I get blindsided? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, why did I, you know... I'm going on Lisa's show to talk about prophecy, and how the heck did I not know about that? You know, mm-hmm. how did I not see that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think sometimes God doesn't give us all the details because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're people operating in His gifts. Mm-hmm. If if the other the other side of that coin would be I'm the gift, yeah, and I'm not the gift. Mm-hmm. I'm just as human as anybody yeah. else. And I need him just as much as anyone else does. Mm-hmm. And so, otherwise, I would I would say, well, if you get the gift of prophecy, then you know you're good. You don't even need Jesus anymore. You don't mm-hmm. need you don't need to go to church because you're a prophet and mm-hmm. you know all this kind of stuff. And and I think that I think God causes us to have to lean into him mm-hmm. where he doesn't give us all the yeah. details. Yeah. Um, because you know in the Old Testament, New Testament, the disciples would well, I mean, he tells Peter, you know, jumping ahead, he tells Peter, he's I mean, pl- you can't be any more plain then you're going to deny me mm-hmm. before the re- before tomorrow. I mean, it's not like in your life sometime there might, you know, you get an opportunity to forget yeah, it. Yeah, he gives a timeline. I mean, yeah. Before the rooster crows, <laughs> yeah. I say unto thee. <laughs> I mean, how do you blow that? You know, it's like you got one job. Yeah, on the third time, do you not think, was Peter thinking, oh gosh, this is that, yeah. which he, of which he spoke, yeah. you know? Yeah, this is that which was spoken, yeah. yeah. How do you blow that? But yeah. it, it's because we're all human, we're mm-hmm. all flawed, and we all need a Savior. It doesn't matter, if we get to a point where we feel like we don't need Jesus, and we've got it all figured out, that's mm-hmm. a dangerous place mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. We and and I appreciate that about God. Yeah. I appreciate that He doesn't give me all the details because mm-hmm. you know you look at people's lives 
for the for the most part, the reason we pray is because we we're desperate. Sure. The reason we pray is because we got yeah. a problem. Mm-hmm. And I've I've felt like you know I think I've even prophesied to people uh, if if it, God says if if you if I fixed all your problems I would never hear from you again. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, ouchie. <laughs> yeah. If if mm-hmm. I if I took care of this, I remember uh, when I was a youth pastor, there was this girl that would come down praying for. You know, I need a husband, and you know she's like sixteen. You know, it's like you know, you know, you, you try to <laughs> no, pray him, you try to pray him through it. You know, Brittany's like seriously, <laughs> <laughs> and and I, man, it was one of those, it was one of those hard words, and I just spoke to her, and you know, and I said, you know, God says if I gave you what you wanted, you'd never talk to me again. Mm. Mm. So good. And it's like you know, because it's in our desperation that we cry out to Him. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Flynn is online with us, and she says, "I'll never forget when Pastor Gary prophesied over me at Crazy Eight saying God wants you to know that you are his little girl, which could totally sound weird to others, but it touched me to the core needing to feel that and to be reminded of, of wow. that intimate fatherly love from God. Wow. Yeah. This is interesting. Uh, it, yeah. You know, when you, it, when, and again, just like Rebecca, she was just doing her thing, you know, had no idea that Isaac had said to the master and the master had been praying for the favor because of, you know, or, to the servant, I've been praying for her favor and she's just doing her thing and no idea how yeah. much you impact because you're just doing your thing. Just, you're just yeah. loving on people. Yeah. Just loving on people. Yeah, that's so, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's something I've taught before is don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to change it. Say exactly what God says. If mm-hmm. if he says, you're my little girl, even though that from a dude to a girl might sound a little creepy, a little stalkerish <laughs> or whatever, you know, you have to yeah. step out of that because God knows exactly the words, the, the boots, the mm-hmm. phrasing, exactly what somebody needs mm-hmm. to hear. And it's in that one little word mm-hmm. that it blows their ever-loving mind because mm-hmm. they know the only way you would know that is if God told you mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And if you tried to change it to make it more, you know, aesthetically pleasing to the ear... You will miss it. You'll mess it all up. Yeah. That's but like when, when Jesus just, just says to say Nathaniel, what? I saw you while you were under the fig tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, what? What? <laughs> I missed something. <laughs> Rereading, going back. <laughs> like, I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. But there was something about that, that word. That spoke to him. That spoke to yeah. him specifically. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I shared that story just, you know, a while back. I think it, one of the things I did with you and just about the guy I went to and I told him, I said, you know, God loves you. And I've said that to a thousand people. You know, but to him, and, and I didn't, you know, I, I, and when I said it to him, you know, that's exactly what he prayed to God. God, if you love me, have somebody come and tell me those words, exactly mm-hmm. those words. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he put a demand like on a, what to the hear. The Chili's Bar or something. Yes, yeah. yeah in the yeah, bar, and you're yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. 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 It's just like, just the specifics that, because yeah. God deals in details, mm-hmm. and he doesn't miss one detail. Mm-hmm. And if he's counting the hairs on our head, you know, he knows about birds flying in the air that we don't even know of. Mm-hmm. He knows the details. And so when, when God gives you a word for somebody, man, don't don't overthink it. Just just start with what you got and say what you got. That's and good. then go from there. That's and good. God will work out the details. He'll work out the, mm-hmm. you know, God says you like, you know, anchovies on your pizza. You're the one person in a thousand and it blows their mind you know i've never said that to anybody i'm just making up stuff but, yeah. yeah but how many times have i think my myself have thrown out a fleece to the lord and that one little silly phrase could have triggered that exactly. and been the answer to exactly to that fleece but like so as a prophet do you what how do you see like seeking prophecy from other people i mean is that something that you tend to do more often less often because you are Oh, I, so first of all, I don't consider myself a prophet. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't, that's not a title. I, right. I even, even care to carry nothing about saying that. I appreciate the honor. Um, but I'm, I'm just Gary and I need a word. I have pastors in my life that mm-hmm. I go to consistently. Uh, man, what am I supposed to do? I got nothing. I'm praying. <laughs> I feel like the heavens are shut down for me. <laughs> and uh, and so I, you know, I seek out words. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. being in ministry for many of years, there's 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 people that are um, there's people that give words that I don't want to receive because I've seen the history of their life mm-hmm. and I've seen the crazy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, because there's people in in the in the word of or in the title of prophet that are just you know, Pastor Gary, did you know that something's happening in Burleson because there's helicopters everywhere? What? <laughs> there's an airport. You know? Of course. 
horse to sale. It's hilarious. You know, and just the crazy, you know, the crazy stuff that comes out. So it definitely, you know, you have to know who you're seeking a word from. Mm-hmm. And don't just let anybody just pray over you. Yes. If, and you got to be careful. Or, or I mean, I mean... I don't want to shut people down for testing, you know, trying out the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. But if somebody comes to you and, you know, and they speak a word over you, you have every right to back it up with the word of God. You have every right to 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 test the spirit, you know, and see it's not the spirit of prophecy that's coming, it's the person that's given it to you. You know, mm-hmm. what what is is this something I need to listen to? Mm-hmm. And so I love receiving a word. Mm-hmm. But it, eventually you get to a point where it's like Okay, God, I guess I just need to do what you keep saying over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good question. I was thinking the same thing as how much do you actually seek out, you know, prophecy or, or words um, from other people. Um, last question. I have a question for you, unless anybody else online has a question. But um, I know we've talked a lot about words of knowledge, words of wisdom, um, word of prophecy. Um, and I know you and I have talked a lot about how they kind of intertwine and they right. kind of move. Can you speak into that just for for a yeah, last couple of minutes? Yeah, I think a word of knowledge is very often where if uh, if I have something to speak over somebody, mm-hmm. it's a word of it starts with a word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, I just know something, and you know, knowledge is any spooky thing. It's just you just know something. You just mm-hmm. know that they're going through something, and and you may not know the details, but I just I just know that they're heavy. Mm-hmm. Just know that there's a brokenness there, and you just know that. And so, you know, that's usually where it starts for me, just going to somebody and say, I mean, I just, I just really feel like you're going through a heavy time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then from that, not that wisdom or that knowing, then God gives a word of wisdom. And the word of wisdom is usually what to do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we got all this knowledge because they know they're going mm-hmm. through a mess, but they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so then, the, then the, the word of wisdom comes in. And God says, if you will do this, this, and this... Mm-hmm. You know he's going to change the situation, and so you, so you, it, but it all happens all at the mm-hmm. same time, and then we call that a prophetic word, yes, because you know they they knew something that they shouldn't have known that no one told them, and then God gives gives a word of what to do, and mm-hmm. we call that prophecy, yeah, because uh, then it you know it always starts where you are. Usually for me, I'm not trying to put a parameters yes. on it, yeah, but usually for me it starts off with where they are, mm-hmm. and then God says you need to do this. And then the, the prophetic word comes in, and when you do this, then God's going to yep. do this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Yeah. And then you're just like, what? Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not always those specific, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but very often there's those those three elements. Mm-hmm. I think th- those three all work together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have to say it's almost almost very precisely is how it works for me. Like I kind of just get a knowledge, or the Lord gives me the word first, like from the word, a scripture passage. It's very specific. And then from that word, I get an understanding that they must be going through this. And mm-hmm. honestly, usually it's because God has given me a word or has given me insight about that passage somewhere in the first, in within the two or three months. And I'm like, ooh, when I was reading this, God spoke mm-hmm. this to me about that. And God will bring that back up. And in some regard, I often feel like when I'm, and it's been prophesied over like God has put files, you have folders inside of you and in those folders are files and he gives you the wisdom to know which file to use at what particular time. Right. And so sometimes it works for me like that where I'm like, oh, you know, two months ago or just a while ago, I was reading in the scriptures and the Lord's reminding me that he spoke this about this passage and I hear God saying this for you. And so kind of similar, yeah, Yeah, very, um, very very similar. But for me, I think probably the wisdom of the word comes first and then I get a knowledge from the wisdom, from the word. And then I get a sense that that must mean you're going here. You know, <laughs> right. God is saying this because He wants you to get here. This is what He's doing. Yes, you know, yes. this is where He's going for you. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the Word prepares us for that. Yeah, and it and it, it, it speaks to our mm-hmm. future of you know where we're mm-hmm. going. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know you mentioned earlier when we started just talking about the Word and how we have to have the Word. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you're praying for somebody, you ain't got time to go Google. I think the Bible says you know, and don't mm-hmm. quote something if you don't think it. You know, yeah. I mean, you can make sure yeah. you say. I think the Bible says something yeah. like this. Uh, I think there's a woman yeah. named Rebecca who went to a well. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> which but, which which generation was I in reading chronologically anyways? Yeah, but you have to have the Word, and it has mm-hmm. to be something that is in you, that you've memorized, you've put it down. I can't harp on that enough. You have to have the Word memorized. Yeah, and the good. only way you memorize it is when you're in it a lot. Yeah. And, you, you know, and for me, it happened in high school. I went to a private school. 
and there was a big section of our, you know, for five years I was in private school, and every month you had to memorize a passage, and then every other month you had to memorize two passages. And these were, I mean, like the shortest one was maybe five verses. And so for five mm. years, you know, just immersed in the Word of God. And so, and so, and what happens now, and even back then, when something, you know, when, when something's going on, the Word speaks. It just cries out. And when mm-hmm. you're praying for somebody, you know, you start with where they're at or what's going on, a word of wisdom, word of knowledge. And then the Word of God just comes up out of you. And, you know, you just mm-hmm. quote a scripture. And, and then that's, that's the word we really need to mm-hmm. hear. The prophet, the person standing there praying for somebody. They're really just orchestrating, preparing your heart to receive that word of God. Mm-hmm. And if it's not in the word, it's not the word. That's good. It's got to come from the word. That's good. That's good. Um, well, unfortunately, we have come to the mm-hmm. end of our show, but I have loved having you here. That was cool. Appreciate it. I know it goes really fast, but we'll have you back um, because I love gleaning from your knowledge. But we appreciate you being here today. Um, if you have listened to us today and you have seen it all the way through, leave us a comment in the comments that said, I listened from the beginning to the end. Don't forget to share this to your wall. Um, and next time we will have Amy Sanger on and she's going to be talking, giving her testimony about how she was healed. Um, so I'm excited about that testimony. So from this time to next time, remember enforcing purpose, it starts starts with with you. you.